0: Creativity episode 5.
1: To me creativity it's like it's a current that's in continual flow
0: and it's looking for an outlet through which to go through. You're listening to the Own Your Creativity podcast with me your host Elizabeth Johnston your creativity podcasters. I am so happy that you're here today because today I'm going to be speaking to Moni Dogeji. She is the international award-winning co-author of Walking for Peace, An Inner Journey, the memoir chronicling her 5,000 kilometer, 13-month journey, personal transformation across 13 countries. Wow, that's a lot of journeying. Her quest for a life with purpose began when she abandoned a lucrative career in the software industry and the successes her MBA afforded her to adopt the life of a simple pilgrim. For over a year, she walked her belongings in a backpack Trusting her intuition and the path she was walking. With no fixed plans or goals, every day was a journey into the unknown and the marvels and fears that awaited her. Those experiences and life lessons form the foundation of her popular presentations and publications. With her pilgrim husband, she creates and publishes books and artwork that transform. She is the host and producer of Ottawa Experts on Rogers TV and works privately with individuals seeking to walk through life with purpose and confidence. Welcome, Moni. Thank you so much for
1: having me on the show, Elizabeth. I can't wait to have this conversation with you.
0: I'm so excited too. And I'd really love to turn the mic over to you and have you elaborate a little bit more on what you do, and maybe give us a glimpse into your personal life. Well, okay.
1: as, uh, As the introduction stated... Um, I went through a bit of a, I guess, dark night, a personal dark night of the soul where I abandoned uh, a fairly lucrative career that uh, I had working in the software industry. This was back in the uh, in the year around 2000, 2001, and decided that I was just ready to make um, a change in my life. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my life. Um, I just knew that I just didn't want to do what I was doing. Or more importantly, I wanted to stop feeling simply unhappy and unfulfilled filled with with what I was doing and I just threw on a backpack initially I just started traveling as a tourist around the Mediterranean I lived in Egypt for a few months and eventually I found myself walking along the Camino which is an ancient uh, pilgrimage path in northern Spain it's 800 kilometers long and this was back around this is almost 15 years ago now when the Camino really was is was not yet the popular destination that it's become and really my goal in being there was to figure out what I was going to do with my life and what I discovered was in walking and simply putting one step in front of the other there was just a great power in uh, just simply walking every day carrying my possessions on my back and simply not knowing what the day was going to bring. It was difficult to do in the beginning because I was someone who was very accustomed to control, to having um, every part of her day planned out and very well organized. And the journey on the Camino really became about trusting a little bit more the path that I was walking, trusting myself, having a little bit more confidence in people and not walking so much in fear of the world as openness to the world. And that really became the the journey that carried me to the end of the Camino and what gave me the foundation to be able to walk uh, those 5,000 kilometers, that path that's that's called the way of the soul. And I I had planned to walk it on my own because I felt it a calling and I really wanted to do it on my own. But then I guess the fates had other plans and they brought into my path a, a, a pilgrim from Spain who felt called by the same idea to walk completely into the unknown because this path of the soul, there is no path. There is nothing marked. It's just literally making it up every day as you walk along. And he felt called to do that with me into that journey. And um, six months into that thirteen month journey, our relationship became romantic. Mm. <laughs> yes, it did. And in, in Greece, of all places, it was in oh, Greece. Oh, wow! Because we were walking from Rome to Jerusalem. That was the walk that the the path that we were walking. And it was six months in, and in Greece, it was springtime, and, you know, you're spending 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week with the same person. we were going through a lot of things, and uh, emotional and um, experiences that were completely transforming us with people every day. And so the relationship became romantic, and uh, here we are, uh, 13 years later, married with a 12-year-old daughter.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness, what a lovely story.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: So at the end of these pilgrimages and these walks, you seem to have transformed that into creative things such as books. So I wanted to ask you, what is your definition of creativity?
1: Well, you know, my creativity in the beginning, I thought it was it meant having a specific talent and developing that talent. Like, for example, my husband, Alberto, is an artist. He's an innate artist, incredibly creative. And he just, you know, puts a a canvas in front of him and just starts to create. And so I thought that's what creativity meant, that you had to have this specific innate ability that you're born with. And there you go. It just kind of flows through you. And the process of actually writing our first book and then, you know, the ones that followed after really opened up my definition of what I think creativity is. And I have learned that for me, it's a state of being. It's a place where I can begin by, I cal- by calming my mind, by calming my thoughts and my, my emotions, and then opening myself up. To connect with, I'll call it the all of everything, which to me is just simply creative energy in motion. To me, creativity, it's like it's a current that's in continual flow and it's looking for an outlet through which to go through. Now, I've learned that for me, it flows through me best as words. Because that's really my canvas. Whereas, for example, for Alberto, it's through paintings or sculptures. And so for me, creativity is an energy that's continually looking to express itself. And it just happens to flow through the person that has the specific gifts or talents to best express it. That's creativity for me.
0: I love that idea of it being a flow or a current and it's looking for an outlet through the person. That's so beautiful.
1: Thank you. That's kind of how I've learned over the years to kind of work with it because it's as if it's like, okay, it's there, it's there waiting for expression. And my job is to learn how to tap into that. And each of us has their unique gifts. You know, every one of us has something unique that they bring, whether it's their voice, their vision, their perspective, their hands. And so I think the work or I feel the work for each of us is to tap into what our gifts are and then open them up so that that current of creativity can flow through that.
0: So, was there a time when you felt that you weren 't connected to that creative flow, and what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, actually, um, and I can tell you that there there were uh, instances, many instances in the beginning, especially as we began to write the story of our pilgrimage. Um, there are many ways that you can approach this kind of a story. It's a memoir, obviously, but you can easily write it as a travel log, right? As, you know, here's a great journey that we walked on. Here are the people, here are the places, the food we ate. And that is obviously one big aspect of the journey. But that's really not what was motivating me or Alberto to walk. And it was a a source of great tension between the two of us as we were writing the book. And to to try, try to come to some form of agreement on what is it that you really want to communicate, and when we started to work with an editor, the you know we got our words down, we told the story first, um, essentially as a travel log, and the editor that we were working with really wanted us to keep focusing on the travel and the adventure aspect of it because they said, well, this is the story that's going to sell. Forget about, uh, you know, all the um, the spiritual experiences, the revelations that you were having, the reflections that you were having. Really? Yes. They were more focused on if you want this to be a book that sells and a bestseller, because, you know, to be honest, no one, you don't find too many people who have walked 13 months of their life, you know, with just a backpack. It's a very unusual story. Um And so she said, they said to us, it was a a couple, they said, listen, if you want this to be a bestseller, well, then this is and it has the elements of a bestseller. You need to make this into something that people can connect with. And that is the adventure aspect of it, you know, and then the romance, you know, two people who meet, walk together, fall in love, all that good stuff. And obviously that is a part of the story. And I was writing it in that way. And Alberto was saying, and even I was feeling that niggling feeling that says, but you're not speaking the entire truth. You're not really tapping into what was really happening and fully expressing the truth of what was happening. And so the real journey for me became about honoring the truth that we were living and having the courage to actually speak about it. When I was disconnected, I knew I was disconnected because I was writing for what other people wanted to hear. And I could, I could feel it. And I think every writer feels when they read their words and they go, yeah, that's nice. But then they read other words that you know have come from a place that is absolutely authentic within yourself and you go, wow. This is something that touches my heart. I don't even know how I put those words together, but I know that I'm connected to something greater than me. I'm connected to that flow and it is expressing itself in these words, which I know my mind alone could not have written. This was really my my greatest teacher in terms of learning to tap into your truth to really have the courage to stand in that truth and allow it to really flow. This is the greatest, I think, um, lesson in terms of connecting to that creative source that I've learned in my years of, of writing.
0: So it's being courageous to tap into it and to tell your truth.
1: Yeah, it's very easy to write something that somebody else will love. Right. Everybody can do that. Yeah. You, know, you can say, well, okay, uh, right now, what's selling? Okay, let's look at the bestseller list. All these kinds of categories are selling. Okay, Well, you know, I'll just write something based on my experience or not that is going to, to sell. And we see it all the time happening yes. with books that all of a sudden, oh, this is a really hot category. Let's go ahead and, and do that. But is that really the truth, the greatest expression of who you are, that you are communicating to the world? Or are you just doing it to try and make some money and tap into what's a hot trend?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm not saying it's bad. Eh? Mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a bad thing. This is not a thing of judgment. It's exactly. a choice. Yeah, it's a thing of ch- a choice. And what is it that you want to bring into this world? What creativity, what creative, what part of that flow, that current <laughs> that's out there? Do you want to bring through? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think every writer, every artist and the, and the grandest definition of that term really has to make that personal choice in terms of what, what are they bringing through into the world?
0: Have you written books on your own, or just with Alberto? It's been mostly
1: uh, with Alberto. When we released uh, the coloring book, he he um, for the work that he does with clients specifically is doing something called soul portraits, where he sits with an individual and then he captures kind of the image that that individual's highest self is trying to communicate to them. This was the first time that I I was asked. He asked me if I would put words. those images. If I would just sit and look at it and just simply put words to that. And I did. And it was the first time that I expressed completely uh, on my own what the words the words that I felt were trying to be expressed through the energies of the image. I also have my own blog. I also express a lot on Facebook. Facebook is really my medium. Yeah, (laughs) that I talk about kind of this life journey that I'm on and the lessons that I that I learn as I walk this path. Of really being a pilgrim in life. And so I express that mostly through Facebook and
0: my blog. So what's the difference then for you to create on your own versus creating with Alberto?
1: Well, you know, whatever you're co-creating something, you have to, in a way, leave your ego aside. And that's very difficult to do because I have kind of my way that I see things and he has his way of doing things. And this is something that we we lived through in the book. And it was very difficult because we could be living the same experience and he has his perspective of that experience and I have mine. Now, what is going to get written? And so in a way, the journey also of writing something with another person requires you, it's a practice to say, all right, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about what story are we trying to tell? It's beyond you and me. It's almost like a third creation that says we are telling a story. It's not even my story. It's not even your story. It is the story that wishes to emerge and bring itself out into the world. And so what experience from me is best going to serve this story? and what experience from you is best going to serve that it's not easy eh? i say it like it's something very simple but (laughs) it took us (laughs) there's a reason the book took seven eight years to come together (laughs) oh really oh gosh yeah. because we finished walking in 2003 and we had our diaries as our foundation for the story so we knew we had like we had content but then okay whose content is going to go in whose content is more important Um, and it, it wasn't until we, and we were arguing a lot because I would say, no, this is more important to me and this should go in the book. And he would say, no, this is more important to me until we really had to appreciate and come to the place of understanding that it's not about him or it's not about me. It's about the story that we are telling and the story that we feel best represents, um, the journey that we were on. And that's when you put that ahead, of your own personal needs and your own personal kind of desire for hey this is me my story <laughs> um, that's when you get something incredibly unique coming out and that's really what our book is it's not it's a combination but it's of my experience his experience but it also stands on its own as a separate uh, entity that emerged from our two kind of will- the willingness of the two of us to let go of that personal experience and just say this is the story on its own right
0: and it's like it's like creating a different kind of child exactly
1: (laughs) okay completely that's exactly what it is but it's hard to let go the attachment because especially when it's a it's a real story that you're talking about, you're very attached to your experience because obviously you lived it. It's yours and you want to do it the way you want to do it. And that's the freedom and the power that comes with writing on your own. Right. You say right. I'm going to do it my way, how I feel. But I can tell you, even to this day, before I publish something, now we understand, you know, I'll whatever I write as my own entries on you know my blog or whatever um, are mine. But I still say, hey, Alberto, can you have a look? Right. Have a look and just let me know kind of what what it evokes in you, what feelings. Um, Do you think there's something I'm missing? Am I communicating right what I feel? And he'll do the same with me. Mm -hmm. And so we. I'm not sure I would dive again into like a co-creative project with another person (laughs) because it's very intense. It's very intense. Uh, but we work together in the sense of now I, I do trust his perspective. I do trust uh, his words. I may not always agree with him. I may say, mm, yeah, this, yes, maybe this, no. Or I I like how I express it better myself, uh, but thanks for your input kind of thing. And he respects that, and, and I'll do the
0: same for him. Sounds like you've got a great working relationship.
1: Yes, you know, we, we're we still married after all this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that in itself is, you know, an accomplishment after all that together. Um, And yes, we do have a great working relationship. Yes, we do. I'm very, I feel very fortunate about that.
0: So when you think about creativity and your relationship to creativity, was there a moment where, you know, a light bulb turned on for you?
1: The light bulb, I'm not sure I've had so many light bulbs as like small little realizations or feelings that have over the years just continually pushed me to say have courage um have the courage to own your unique form of creative expression you know we as i said earlier we each have our unique way of tapping into that flow and just because it doesn't fit into everybody else's it doesn't mean that it needs to be just you know you you don't need to be insecure about that you need to have the courage to own that as being your unique form.
0: Can you give us an example of one of those little epiphanies that you had? Well, you know, again, it comes back to this.
1: Um, when I, it's, it started a, a few years ago, you know, I, I write in my diary. I, I have kept a diary for so many years and it's just my place where I just express how I feel or what's going on in my day and some of my small little revelations. And And a while ago, I started Especially when I started to meditate um kind of more seriously and to you know practice my yoga more seriously and and I found myself as I was writing i I felt more still as I was beginning the process of writing. and in that stillness, I began to kind of the words just started to come through and I'd be thinking about you know a situation that was going on and and then I would just start to write and I would and I would just write like pages and pages. And when I started to look at them afterwards, it was like, wow, these words are very, they're very powerful. These words were very intimate, you know, and they were words. It was like a conversation I was having with myself, like I was having it with the universe. I don't know who I was having it with, but the words carried a great love that was in them. And I could feel the love in the words and... It was when I when I showed them. Eventually, after a long time, I showed them to Alberto. He said to me, "Wow!" He goes, "You know, these are very powerful, and these are very beautiful, and I think they could be something that would help other people as well." And I was very reluctant, but I kept getting this kind of nagging feeling, even within the words I was writing, that said, "You have to have courage to authentically express who you are." you have to have that courage. And the words are beautiful. And so the greatest step that I took was to actually open up, a I have a blog that just has those sacred writings, my little kind of intimate writings, but I'm not really kind of making it well known. <laughs> so I've taken this step of okay, they're out there. <laughs> I put it there, but I'm not actively promoting it. And I think the next step for me is to merge it as part of my main blog, which is Moni dujeji is just to put it into your main blog, which does get a lot of hits and views and stuff and, and make it your own own it completely that this is who you are as well because you know as soon as you you bring forward any kind of unique expression unique form of creativity you're opening yourself up to other people's ideas and opinions and whatever and it's like I really don't want to do that (laughs) it's safer it's it's always safe to keep your personal creations to yourself but we didn't come here to simply keep this beauty and to keep this beautiful energy just to ourselves I really believe that we are here as creative expressive beings we are here to express that and so the next step for me is to slowly (laughs) start to bring that forward the book is the place where I actually did it completely you know the coloring book with Alberto that's the first time that I've just put the words out there kind of you know but they're, they're for sale, they're on, you know, display. Yeah. Um, and so that's really the, the journey is it's not so much as ahas, as like maybe like baby aha moments. Right. You know, like little baby things that you go, oh, you know, this is this is important. And you feel like you just know in your gut that this is something that's meant also to be shared. And but you your fears say to you, no, no, just keep it all just to yourself.
0: I, I agree with you that we have to share our creativity because I think in a way that validates it. Mm-hmm. And says that it exists. You know, it's not just in a vacuum. It actually has legs, and it and it's out there, and it's helping people. That's it. It's brightening their day. You know, it's giving them uh, perhaps the courage to take their own creative steps. That's it. And as
1: I say, it's very easy to keep everything to yourself, especially when it doesn't fit the mold of what everybody else sees. Right. Mm-hmm. All the great mm-hmm. art, the artists that we consider great today, were not really accepted in their time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, what is this? Like Renoir? Uh, what is this? Uh, three-dimensional right. kind of artwork? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's every everything that kind of expands mm-hmm. beyond the known is in the beginning a little bit weird. Like same thing like meditation, like meditation or yoga. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, if you if you practiced it, you belonged to a cult or a sect. <laughs> and today it's like, if you don't meditate, if you don't do yoga, it's like, oh, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You know, you're not doing that. Do you not know all the benefits? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So everything that's different kind of requires its time to be accepted kind of more broadly. Um, But somebody has to bring, be the bringer of that. Yeah. You know, every one of us is unique. I I, kind of keep harping on that, but it is so true. We each have our unique way of expressing. Words come through each individual differently. The way that I speak is not the way that you speak that anyone else speaks. But it's all forms of expression that need to come
0: through. So we come to the segment of our show called the Creative Search Segment. Mm-hmm. And it's just a series of uh, short answer questions. Are you ready? Okay, I'll try. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Best advice would be, Moni, you drive the bus, do what you have to do in this world and let the universe take care of the details. <laughs> And who gave you that advice? It was actually I was at a at a business conference, and it was a a woman who had just finished giving a a presentation on how to take your dreams and make some bring basically bring the best of yourself into the world. And my question to her was, "That's great, but how do you make money doing that?" Oh
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like,
1: "I have I have something positive to contribute to the world, but how do I make money at it?" And she just looked at me and said, "Your job is to find." The service that you're bringing to the world, your job, is to figure out what problem you're solving and the highest good that you can bring through. That is your job. You're driving that bus. Let everybody else, let your guides, let the universe, let whatever you want to call those invisible sources, let them take care of those details. Oh, wow. Said, cool. Oh, wow. I like that. Um, That's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> And that has stayed with me. That really has stayed with me because that's really what I use to kind of every day as I'm, you know, fall into the details of, you know, running our, you know, our business and our, our life. It's like, no, no, no. Step back. What are you focused on? Are you driving the bus or are you just worried about every little detail? Right. Focus on driving the bus. Connect with the creative flow. Connect with that energy that's around you all the time and bring that forward. That's your job. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah, it was great advice. Like, it really was one of those, like, earth-shattering, like, wow, Mm -hmm. she's absolutely right. Because when we walked, those those 13 months of walking, we had no clue where we were going every day. Mm -hmm. So we weren't taking care of the details. We were just walking. We were driving the bus. Yeah. We just knew we just had to, where we're walking. That's all we were doing. And all the details of where we were going to sleep and all that, that just took care of itself every night.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Can you share one of your personal habits that contributes to your creative success?
1: I think breathing deeply, yoga, going into a state of, you know, relaxation and then trying to open myself up and trying to calm my thoughts and my emotions and the little details that are continually running through my mind. Those are big things because if if your mind is so wrapped up in so many details, you just you cannot possibly... Uh, be open to other creative expressions, you can't be open, you can't be in that flow. So the work is really to, for me anyways, is to really try and calm my mind, whether it's through meditation or yoga, going for a walk, all of that, and just allow this energy to come through.
0: What person inspires you to be creative?
1: I would say my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, (laughs) because you know what? She's uninhibited, completely uninhibited in her expression. And, you know, she draws, you know, she's drawing, but it's whatever she feels. It's like, I feel like I'm going to create a phone case for my phone. I was like, okay, she'll just go and pick up whatever materials we have around the house and just kind of try and put it together, turn on some YouTube videos for like the details. I was like, huh, I think this is, she, she just expresses, you know, she's just courageous yes. in her creative expression. And I, I absolutely value that. I, I learned from that a lot because I'm critical with my own expression. I'm critical. It was like, oh, if I can't draw. If I can't do that. And she's like, no, just you do this, 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 and this. And that's it. Just try. Yeah. Just try.
0: I was like, you're right. I think that's one of the lovely things about having kids is that they can bring us back to ourselves.
1: Yeah, completely, completely. And they're uninhibited. There's don't worry about the judgments. Don't worry about what it looks like. Don't worry about Mm -hmm. that. And just do it. Just be have fun with the expression. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right.
0: So what is your favorite work of art?
1: Actually, you know, it's funny. One, they're both books and one has been made into a movie, but I think they're very similar in their context that my favorite book is The Alchemist. By Paulo Coelho, Uh which is quite similar actually to The Wizard of Oz. Yes. The book and the movie, but I I love the movie even more uh, because they're really talking about going on a journey only to discover that the treasure that you were seeking was always within you all the time. Yeah. But you had to make the journey.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. You have to make
1: the journey. Yeah. But it's all inside of you. All that you're seeking, all that you're looking for is all of it. The power of it is all inside of you. And do you have a favorite quote that inspires you? My favorite quote would have to be uh, one from Nelson Mandela um, that he used during his inauguration speech, but it comes actually from A Course in Miracles. And it was uh, Marianne Williamson who brought it to kind of more popular acclaim. And it is that our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light and not our darkness that most frightens us that gives me goosebumps it is the most powerful they are those words are probably the most powerful words I've, I've ever uh, read and I go back to them over and over again when I'm standing in that place of inadequacy and not knowing that you know am I doing the right thing and this is never going to work out and is my expression am I saying the right thing just when you're doubting yourself in every way and realizing that what's speaking there is my deepest fear not my greatest light and not my greatest power it's my deepest fear
0: I think it's a great idea to have something like that to go to when you're feeling down on yourself, you know, to remind yourself of how to get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been absolutely amazing talking to you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It was great fun talking to you, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for inviting me. And thank you for listening. I found the quote that Moni shared so interesting, the idea that we are more afraid of our light than our darkness. What do you think about that? I'd love to hear what you think, as well as any other comments, questions, or suggestions, so feel free to send me an email through my website, ownyourcreativity.com. I also wanted to remind you of the digital swag bag you could win. It's in celebration of the launch of the Own Your Creativity podcast, and it includes four gifts to inspire you. One is an audio about the top three reasons publishers and agents reject books. Two, a copy of Cracking the Success Code. The world's leading experts reveal their top secrets to help you crack the code for optimal health, wealth, and success. Third, a digital edition of Valum, the contemporary poetry magazine, and fourth, a copy of my PDF, Set Your Stories on Sizzle, an ebook full of ideas and inspiration. To be eligible for this digital swag bag, all you have to do is sign up for my mailing list at bit.ly forward slash OYC contest, and the winner will be announced during the show on March 30th. So that link again is B-I-T dot forward bit.ly forward slash O Y C C O N T E S T bit.ly forward slash O Y C contest. Now tomorrow I'll be chatting with Adam Kelly Morton, actor, screenwriter, and teacher about the myth that you need to live a life of excess in order to be creative. So until tomorrow, own your creativity.